Welcome to the Out Dad Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, the apparently sounding a little different lately, Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. You can find me at odddadoutpodcast.com and at Odd Dad Out on all the social media places. And this is the show where I ramble and rant and empty my brain and tell you what's going on in, in my, my brain world and in my life and make fun of some weird shit from the news and just generally, you know, talk because I just do that. <laughs> uh, it's a podcast. That's pretty much what you do, right? <sighs> so how you doing? I've recently been informed that my voice has changed. Or I guess my voice has recently changed as in within the last weekend. and. I have two possible explanations, and much like the last time, my voice was a little different. Um, I I I don't know if you're going to hear it, and I'm actually considering retweaking my some of my kind of post production audio settings here because I'm I'm really kind of thinking I'll just pull all the you know all the smoothness that I normally have in my voice that I do to make myself just sound so buttery soft and all that jazz. Yeah, just I can't even say that with a straight face. Or my wife would say I can't say anything with a straight face, but that's a whole other round of humor. But, um, yeah, recently I've been told, and everybody's been asking me in this in the last few days at work, they keep telling me that I sound like I'm sick, which is weird. Um, more because I'm not sick now. <laughs> if you recall to the last episode, I'd mentioned I'd just been sick the previous weekend and just kind of generally feeling cruddy, which at the time felt more like kind of a sinus infection type thing, that kind of familiar, just sinus pressure, congestion, all that crap. And, you know, the radioactive snot you end up with when you have a sinus infection. And that that was kind of what I was dealing with. And that lasted me a couple of days. And that, you know, kind of cleared up. And I pretty much live with a regular congestion level. I'm just generally kind of stuffy all around. I have a pretty regular cough, you know, years of bronchitis flares up, flare ups and things like that. And so I'm, I'm generally congested, just kind of how I am. It's it's part of my sound of my voice, apparently. But I ended up getting sick again. Or more so in the week between the, you know, initial sinus infection, you feeling like crap and just kind of lingering cough through the week. By the end of the week, it all just blew up again. And to a point where like I was stuck in bed sick coughing, sneezing, congested, not a heavy fever or anything. Like at best, it was like a 99, not even like 99.5, like that, you know, you've got a mild fever, but it's not enough to like, if you went to school with that fever back in the day, nowadays, man, that's a whole other thing. But back in the day, they wouldn't even have sent you home. I had that level of fever. The, uh, you're a little warm, but I'm not quite sure, you know, mom back of the hand test, you know, but so that, that that's where I was just generally feeling like crap. But the thing was, we had our camping trip and it had gotten to the point where we didn't know if I was going to actually, if I was, we were going to be able to go because I was so sick. I actually called out of work for a couple of days, which I really try not to do, especially considering I do kind of get sick a lot. So if I can avoid calling out, I do because I use up a lot of sick days. Sucks. But yeah, I ended up calling out of work and basically just knocking the fuck out, just medicating the shit out of myself, taking, I, I've talked about uh, Tessalon Pearl in the p- 
past. It is literally the only cough medication that works for me. And it's like it's heavy-duty prescription medication, these little gel bead things that if you don't take them properly, if like they get stuck in your throat or whatever, or you don't swallow them very quickly when you first take them, that starts paralyzing everything. It gets really weird. Uh, but it's the only sort of cough medication that has been very effective for me especially over the years of extreme heavy coughs that are weeks long that end up with cracked ribs and all that stuff that I've had in the past. So we still had some from, I actually think it was my wife's prescription from something else, but we had a a good supply of them left. And so I just started taking those as my cough started getting worse. And it was the only thing it kept me, I honestly, at this point, because I did have some like rib bruising kind of developing in the last few days or over the weekend that I think if I had not been taking that, I probably would have cracked my ribs again from the severity of my cough, which sucks. But I basically just medicated the ever-living shit out of myself to preserve our camping trip this weekend. But it, it, it was really touch and go. We were looking like, you know, Friday night, I'm calling out of work and already telling my boss, I'm like, hey, I don't know if I'm even going to be able to come in tomorrow. And as it is, we might have to cancel our camping trip because, I mean, I, I still had at that point, I still had packing to do because I'd been kind of feeling cruddy and it was the end of the week and I still had a ton of shit to do to pack. We didn't, we didn't pack any clothes for this trip until Sunday because I had been so sick. And, you know, I had laundry to get done and we had to wash uh, suitcases and stuff and just kind of sort through all the stuff and get supplies and get the food ready and get all that stuff packed up. And there's so many little things and me being sick for really the whole week, like realistically, because I went from mild sinus infection to craft to lingering cough, just generally feeling cruddy, uh, feeling to flaring up again and full-blown coughing, sneezing, stuffy, tired, can't get out of bed, crappy feeling by the following weekend. I didn't get a lot of prep done for our trip. And so what time I, if I wasn't in bed, in those couple of days, I was trying to get things ready for the trip, knowing there was a still a chance that I'm just like, I, I can't do it because I got to drive us there. I got to get things loaded up in the van. I got to, you know, we've got our, our trailer hitch that goes on our van that I've got to get loaded up. I've got to, you know, I, I've got to do the big, you know, dad preparations and make sure I've got all of my tool, all the tools and all the supplies packed and loaded and, and things like that for this trip. And it's, it's again, legitimately a concern that, well, I may not even be in the health enough to, and it wasn't a long drive, but to get us there. But we established with the boys, Hey, if we go and told them outright, from Friday, hey, there's a chance we may not be able to go camping because dad's sick. Like, dad's sick. We, we may not be able to go. It, it sucks, but we may not be able to go. And I, for the most part, I got myself medicated to a point where I was functional enough that we'd be able to get there and do what we need to do. And we basically established with the boys, hey, there's a chance like this is not going to be the big, super active trip we normally do when we go camping and we go hiking and do all the things and, and, and all this stuff because dad's sick and he may not be able to go and do all the things and go for the long hikes and go, you know, all, all the things that we normally do when we go uh, on a camping trip. And we do were like, Normally when we go, we establish like, a, nope, we are unplugged for the weekend. You know, we're only there like three days, but we establish like, no, we're, we're, you know, we're away from everything. We do do this more to get away from the city because, you know, we're not, you know, super hardcore campers or anything. We're not 
getting, we're not, we're not roughing it. We rent a cabin. And yeah, it's not a, it, the where we went this time, we were at uh, Dead Horse Ranch, which is in Cottonwood, Arizona. It's a, it's a little bit south of Sedona, if you're familiar with the area. And our previous camping trips, we've got, always gone to like lakeside cabins. We've gone to Patagonia. We've gone to Lyman Lake. This was our first riverside up in the mountains, more of a wood. We're like, we're, we're off in the woods cabin. And this is the first time where all the hiking trails, it's more flat ground river hiking trails, less than hiking up and down a mountain kind of stuff. And so it, it was different, but, uh, this, you know, we're taking the dogs now. And so they, they get to go with us and do all the things. And, but we basically got in, in, in the, the days leading up to it. Again, I, I got myself medicated enough to where I was functional enough that come Sunday morning, I've got to make the decision. Are we going or not? Am I going to load up the van or I'm just going to say, you know what? I can't do it. And so I'm like, you know what? I, I'm, I'm functional enough. We load up the van. We get up there. And again, fortunately for us, this is the closest uh, campsite we've ever gone to. It's only about two hours away. So in case of emergency, it's not a big deal to get back home. And so not, a, not as drastic as like when we went to Lyman Lake that was about five and a half, almost six hours away. We were far. That's that's a much further trip for us, but this it's it's really like it's it's hardly even a trip. It's it's actually further for us to go to Tucson than to go to Lime or not Lime, to go up to Cottonwood. So it's, and it's pretty nice, and it was really nice up there. Other than this, this big problem we had, which kind of plays into where why I think I got sick again in the first place. We had a big kind of cold snap. And I realized in some parts of the country, this isn't a big deal, but it got down into the fifties this week. Some of the overnights were down into the forties. And when you realize that it had been in the nineties last weekend, going through a week with just this pretty harsh, quick cold snap, it only lasted like three days, but we had this pretty decent cold snap and the weather change and all this stuff, right? As I'm trying to recover from the sinus infection stuff, I'm pretty sure that's why everything kind of flared up again for me. And I think the weather change combined with allergies and all this stuff just blew up all at once. But once we get to the cabin, again, I'm, I'm like been popping my, my Tesselon pearls for my cough and taking Dayquil, and I've got uh, ibuprofen with me for pain, for body aches, and some rib pain from coughing. And I've got all this that I'm taking. And we get up to the cabin, and I, I'm taking all these pills and all this stuff like clockwork. Like I'm watching the times, and it's like, okay, I've got to take this at this time, and this at this time, and I'm staying on top of it. And I honestly, I'm usually really lazy when it comes to taking medication. But with the the severity of symptoms and the fact that if I don't stay on my meds, I'm ruining our trip. So I, I stayed on my meds. But, you know, we get up there, we're doing our stuff. I'm unpacking the van. We're getting the cabin kind of situated and get the dogs kind of situated in the, in the cabin environment. And my wife is just like, I can't breathe. And kind of one of the things that me being sick for the time I was resulted in we missed a lot of things. Like we 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 botched pot packing. We really did. We really botched packing this time. We didn't pack our first aid kit, which has things like, you know, basic things like bandages, but it also has more it has like Benadryl and ibuprofen and Motrin, and it's got kids, you know, Motrin uh, liquids. It's got, you know, our emergency inhaler. But I have uh, my, I, I don't, I don't have asthma officially, but my bronchitis stuff, I do have, we have an albuterol inhaler that 
either myself, my wife, or one of our boys may need to use as an emergency rescue inhaler. And so it's good for all of us, really. How many puffs do you take is basically who needs it. But we didn't think about any of that. We were just like, okay, we've got the dishes, we've got the camp stuff, we've got the water tank, we've got all the sleeping bags, we've got our clothes, we got the food. Okay, we're ready to go. And didn't think about the first aid kit. We didn't think about making sure we had, again, the inhaler, having allergy meds, having any of those things. Um, and there are a few, and there's some actually some food stuff we missed too. <laughs> I completely, you know, one of the things we had packed for breakfast was just some instant oatmeal. And we, we do this every time we take, we've got a camp kettle and I just boil some water and make some instant oatmeal, which would be perfectly fine if I brought bowls. We completely forgot to pack our, our bowls for camp. And so, yeah, that, that breakfast was taken off the menu, which was fine. We had banana bread and some other stuff that worked. And so we didn't have to have oatmeal that day. Fine for me because that's less dishes to wash. But yeah, we, we just missed a lot of stuff. And with my wife not being able to breathe, like she, that first night, Sunday night at the cabin was miserable. We were both just dying and the mattresses on the beds in the cabins suck. And we knew this. And as such, the last trip, we had bought a mattress pad. <laughs> I forgot to pack the mattress pad and I forgot that I forgot to pack the mattress pad and didn't realize it until I was unloading the van and we were setting up beds. And I look and realize, oh shit, I missed the mattress pad. These beds are horribly uncomfortable. And it, it, I, I, I'm comfortable sleeping on the floor. And these beds are uncomfortable. That's how bad they are. You, you really do need a mattress pad or something else for this. But I forgot it because, you know, I'm sick and medicated brain fog. And again, we missed a bunch of medications and there were some things like we didn't pack any drinks for the boys other than water. We packed cups and we had a big tank of drinking water and I had some little packets of high C mix for them to, but that was it. And we didn't have any like juice or milk or anything for breakfast or anything like that. It was just water. We're like, eh. we brought Gatorade for ourselves. <laughs> so and with me being sick and kind of dehydrated, we needed a little more. So we ended up fortunately being in where it was located. Dead Horse Ranch is like five minutes from town versus in when we were at uh, Patagonia Lake or Lyman Lake. Those parks are in very small or nearest to very small towns that are 10 to 20 minutes away from town. So. In case of emergency, it is quite a drive from those cabins to get anything outside of the park. At a dead horse ranch, it's about a five-minute drive from the cabins all the way into town to go grocery shopping. And so after a very difficult, almost no sleep, coughing, sneezing, can't breathe, scratchy throat, congested night, you know, dog hearing noises out in the everywhere. We uh, decided in the morning that we didn't even make breakfast. And normally, first thing, get up in the morning, I go light a campfire to start boiling water for breakfast, for making coffee and making oatmeal or whatever. Didn't even do that. I took the dogs for a walk because dogs need to walk. And we packed up before breakfast even and went into town to go to get groceries. We're like, nope, we need Benadryl. I need pain meds. I need some more Dayquil. Like, we need to get our breathing situation under control. Otherwise, we are not going to be able to function. This is going to be a completely miserable trip. And fortunately, 
once we got back and we're like, you know, getting more Gatorade and stuff like that. And I got some like chocolate milk for the boys and stuff like that. Still never got bowls for the oatmeal, but that's a whole other thing. Didn't need them. We can, we, we did without the oatmeal. It's fine. But <laughs> we still like just, it was just a miserable morning and then still have to go back and like, okay, go get back to the cabin, take some Benadryl. And immediately, like I've never had Benadryl kick in this fast, but almost immediately, like five minutes, can breathe again. And my wife realized, hey, I can breathe. And I'm like, hey, I can breathe. And my throat isn't scratchy and I'm not coughing as much. I'm still coughing a little bit, but I'm always kind of coughing, bronchitis, lungs and all. But I was suddenly breathing. And not super congested and not miserable. And so I was able to go out and cook breakfast. And standard camp breakfast for us is pancakes and sausage. Because we get the little shake and just add water, shake and pour pancake mix. Because it's just easier when we're out there. And I take my cast iron flat top and put that on the campfire and make pancakes. And I love I I'd really, I think it's probably my favorite meal that we do the entire time we're camping. You know, campfire burgers and hot dogs are fine, but I'm making pancakes and sausage for breakfast. It is legitimately my favorite meal. I just, I, I get the most enjoyment. Out of, maybe it's because I love breakfast, but I get the most enjoyment out of camp breakfast, sausage and pancakes. I don't know. It's just fun to be making pancakes on a fire with my flat top. It's also a really good way for me to season my cast iron flat top because I'm putting it over a whole campfire. And so the entire thing gets heated evenly, super hot. And so I oil the whole thing. It gets very well seasoned. That thing is like glass nowadays. And I, I have barbecue chicken on that thing and it just slides off. Nothing sticks to this flat, to this, this grill pan anymore. But <clears throat> yeah, I basically figure out, oh, hey, by taking allergy meds right now, I've cleared up all of my problems that all of my illness that has been plaguing me for the last two, three days has been resolved by Benadryl, which leads me to believe that all of my problems over the entire weekend and have had me sidelined and missing work and everything were derived from allergies. I'm sure at this point you were like, Man, he's veered off into another story and he's never going to explain where is what the hell is the deal with his voice and what does any of this have to do with him being sick before? Yeah, I'm pretty sure at this point that all of my illness and me being sick and everything was actually allergies. And as I alluded to or mentioned last week, I'd previously, because of my congestion and all the stuff, tried taking Zyrtec which is one of those, hey, you just take it every day, allergy maintenance kind of pills. And I'd taken that in the past, but it always made me so sleepy that I just couldn't function on it. I work overnight. I don't really have the luxury of being on medication that will make me continually sleepy. But I looked into, you know, there's a bunch of those though. There's Allegra, there's Claritin, there's Zyrtec. And so I started looking up what's the difference between them and, oh, what's the big difference between Claritin and Zyrtec, Zyrtec makes you sleepy. Claritin doesn't. That's kind of one of their marketing things. And it's not like a lot of different medications where they're diff they're basically the same thing. Like, nope, these are completely different drugs. They And when it comes to allergy symptom relief, you know, clearing, you know, clearing up the itchy throat and cough and sneezing and congestion, all the allergy symptoms, basically they all work to the same level. There's really no difference in symptom relief as far as anything I could find in any research that I could look up. They basically all work the same. They they all handle your allergy symptoms to the same level. I will say Benadryl does work faster and stronger. I get more allergy symptom relief from popping a Benadryl, but I don't want to have to sit there popping Benadryl every four hours when I can take one pill this 24 hours as a regular maintenance. That being said, my regular maintenance pills, 
not as effective. But I also don't want to become dependent on Benadryl. That can kind of mess you up after a while. But doing the research, coming back from the vacation, being on Benadryl for a few days, like having to every four hours pop another Benadryl to keep myself maintained because, man, if I let that stuff wear off, immediately scratch, because we're up in the fucking woods, scratchy throat, coughing, sneezing, congested, can't sleep. Like it would wake me up at night. When it would wear off in the middle of the night, I would have to stop at like 11 o'clock at night because we were going to bed super early because when you're out in the woods, you don't have anything to really keep you up for. Um, other than we did bring my tablet and I had some video movies downloaded on Netflix that we played just to kind of have, it was, it was an insurance policy against if I'm not well enough to us do anything, hey, we at least have some entertainment in the cabin while I could rest. And I did have to, you know, sleep some and rest some while we were there because again, was medicated and not feeling good. But, you know, we, we were sleeping earlier because we're in the woods and we're not staying up watching TV or movies or whatever, other than, hey, we're going to put Jumanji on the tablet and this is the background noise to go to sleep to, which was actually kind of nice. (laughs) It kept the dogs from hearing coyotes in the park, which was good because the first night Mystic was just all up about those coyotes, man. Every probably hour, hour and a half, you know, she's already got a squirrel bladder and that's what we kind of lean on. Is she wants to go out and needs to go out a lot more than Jasper does. But it seemed like she would want to go outside all the time. And she's so damn curious and she wants to go and explore. And And I'm thinking, it's like, just fucking pee already so I can go back to the damn cabin and go back to sleep. And I'd wander around with her for like 20 minutes. And I could hear the coyotes off in the distance at any point in the park. And over the course of Sunday night, I heard the pack moving through the park, which is slightly disconcerting. And, you know, it was something to where, like, when the boys woke up and needed to go on a bathroom run in the middle of the night, and I have to go out with them to go to the bathrooms, as soon as they opened the door, they heard the coyotes off in the distance and freaked the fuck out and are now scared to go out. (laughs) They're they're too far away. They're not going to eat you. Don't worry about it. They're Coyotes aren't even that big. Just go to the bathroom. But no, I have to fucking walk them there and grab a lantern and go into the bathroom and take Mystic with me because if I don't take her with me, she's going to cry. And so, you know, it was like, hey, I've got a husky and a lantern and I'll, I'll cough on them. I don't know. But realistically, I'm, I'm not in any danger of coyotes. But she sure as fuck hurt them. And Every time the pack would move, she would hear them from a different area and she would get up and want to go outside and see where they are and follow the damn coyote pack. It was damn annoying. Uh, And so fortunately, the second night we decided to watch a movie. And so with the movie as background noise, she couldn't hear the coyotes out there and she slept like a rock. Or it could have been the fact that that morning after breakfast and all that, taking the dogs for their kind of morning walk to, you know, do their doggy business and all. She got me lost in the woods. (laughs) So after breakfast, boys are going down to the bathroom, taking dogs for their walk to do their business. And so we're like, well, boys can go back to the cabin. We were right across. There's like kind of a little parking loop and the Bathrooms are right there, and our cabin is like right in front of it. It's right across. It's basically across the street. You're in the bathrooms. Great placement, really. But I'm like, well, there's a little uh, ramada down by the river, and so I'm just going to take the dogs kind of through down this trail here and go down there. And there's some space down there in a field, and they can, you know, walk them around down there. And take them down there we're walking around trying to get them to go and jasper does his thing whatever okay still trying to get mystic to do her thing and i gotta fucking just pee already damn but we're in a new place and all our smells and everything and so she starts kind of going along the the edge of the woods there and we come over to a trailhead 
And I'm like, well, I, I see the direction this trail is going is headed back towards the cabin. And we're right along the riverbed and there's a trail right behind our cabin that's like 50 feet down the trail and you're at the river. So I'm like, okay, well, if we just follow this trail back in that direction, we'll get back to the cabin. No big deal. I can find my way back this way. We're just down on the river. No biggie. About 30 minutes later, we haven't gotten back to the cabin. We're still walking in the woods. And somehow we end up a mile or so up the road from where the cabins are. And we're on the other side of the park. Like the, the, you know, we're in a, we're in a state park. So we're, we're like a mile or so up the road over on the other side of the park where there's a playground and there's some like fishing lagoons and over there. And I'm like, the fuck are we doing over here? It takes five minutes to drive over here from the cabin. We, we were, we are clear on the other side of the park. Fuck. And by this point, we've been, again, we've been walking for a while. Jasper is an old dog. He is not having this shit. He doesn't like going on walks anyway. And he's now been having to walk in the woods for the last 20 minutes or so. And we're just like, I, I'm, I'm kind of like, ugh, I don't want to keep going, but we've got to find our way back. So we, we chill at the park for a bit, rest under a tree, let him cool down, make our way back. And the other part being that it's, you know, starting to warm up and I don't have any water because I wasn't planning on, you know, I wasn't packed for taking the dogs hiking. I was packed for taking the dogs on a bathroom break. So I was basically uh, me, myself and dogs. And so I'm like, shit, and like Jasper's getting hot and tired, but we got to get back. So I start looking and see another trailhead off the park. I was going to walk on the street. I was about to just say, fuck it. And I, I at least know my way back following the road. But damn, is it a long way back on the roads? And that'll be rough on their feet. But I see a trailhead and I'm like, OK, hey, I recognize the name of this trail as something that's over by the cabin. That's not too far from the cabin. I saw this like yesterday or early in the morning. So I'm like, hey. Hickey Ditch Trail. I recognize Hickey Ditch. I know that's that thing that's over by the cabin. So we just kind of dive back into the woods and just follow these trails blind. Haven't been here before. Have no clue where the fuck I am other than I recognize the name of this trail in relation to a landmark that is by, like, I recognize a sign that said Hickey Ditch. Near, it is a, like this, uh, basically it's a irrigation canal that diverts water from the river to the farms and all of that nearby area. So I recognize Hickey Ditch, the thing, Hickey Ditch Trail, it's got to go by the by the actual landmark, right? So I'm just going to follow the trail. About 10 minutes back, I'm like, hey, there's the Hickey Ditch thing. There's the, the canal thing. We're going to go and right there, there it is. We can follow along this and we'll get our, we'll make our way back. Oh, there's the thing. There's the, the floodgates right there. I know where the, we are now. And finally make our way back to the cabin and come walking up this trail that's right behind the cabin. All the boys are out playing outside in the trees and everything outside the cabin. And they all freak out. They're like, How'd you get over here? You were just over. Like we literally walked from the entire other side of the campgrounds. Basically, we covered the entire space of the campgrounds and came up the other side and everyone's freaking out. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm so tired. I'm just like, I'm, I'm dead. I'm done. Like get the dogs inside. <laughs> like mystic for all of her dragging us through this and wanting to sniff every tree and investigate every smell and every rock and every damn little dirt patch or or gopher hole or whatever the hell it was out there. Even she was done. Like we, we haul ourselves up this hill back into the cabin and all three of us just flop down. The dogs get water and then they just curl up in their beds in the corner pretty much the rest of the day. They had zero interest in going out, participating in shit, doing anything. And later we actually went to that park <laughs> We actually took the boys there and went over there for lunch later that day. And the dogs obviously 
go with us. And I like, like pointing out to everybody, yeah, see that tree over there? That's where we had to stop and rest after Mystic God is lost. And of course, my wife saying, you know, you're the adult human with, you know, human brain and you just followed the dumb dog through the woods. <laughs> you could have just said, no, we're not getting lost in the woods and we're going back up to the cabin. No, you followed the dumb dog through the woods. I'm like, yeah, but I had two really strong-willed, strong dogs. Trust me, if if you were getting pulled by them into the woods, you're just kind of shit out of luck. They're going to drag you. They're essentially sled dogs. Jasper's half husky. Mystic's husky. They're If they're going to fucking pull you, if they decide we're going this way, you're kind of stuck. They're going to pull you. They really, I mean, it's not like even a training thing. It's a, they're just strong. I can will them all I want, but if they really want to go after that damn smell, they're going to go after that damn smell. Sorry. Basically what happened. But I'm just like, dogs were pooped. I was pooped. I crash out. They crash out. She did not have any interest in going out or investigating anything the rest of the day. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, I learned those woods. And later on in the day when I needed to, you know, I, okay, I didn't have to take the boys hiking, but for the sake of, Hey, we're here. I'm medicated. I'm functional enough after lunch and all that. I take the boys, I go off into the woods and I show the boys where the dogs got me lost earlier in the day and lead them back up. I'm like, okay, we went up this trail and see over here. I followed here and I went down, we went and we came up this area, but we went from here and we went up this trail here, here, here. And then now here we are at the park and I'm pretty sure. And at this point, I don't know how, like I was aware of how I got back to the cabin. I was not aware of how I got from the trailhead by the Ramada up the river to the park. I guess I missed it. So I take the boys like, oh, over here, here's the trail here where we came out. Here's where we came out. And we start going back and, and walking those uh, trails over there. And we're walking for like a half an hour. And I'm like, this isn't where I was. This is definitely not the trail that the dogs took me on this morning. Pretty sure we're lost in the woods again. <laughs> so we end up having, we end up like hitting like three or four different trails along this, trying to navigate this area and make make probably another two miles. We walk in the woods and along the river in some areas and in kind of desert brushy areas in some sections, just trying to make our way back. And I I felt bad for the boys to a certain degree because it went from, oh, I'm just going to show you this little area where I was this morning to we don't know exactly where we are in relation to where we were this morning or where we were when we started this hike. And we made our way back out and found our way back to the park because we went from cabin to the park where I was and I showed them, oh, here's where I ended up with the dogs to we're lost over here in this other section of woods on these other trails. It's really nice. It was pretty, lots of trees and we're over by the river and there's some nice little areas and all this, but where the fuck are we to getting, making our way out of all of that, getting back to the park. And the boys basically by that point were like, we're back at the park. And the boys all were like, can we just call mom to get in the van and come get us? I'm like, no, one, no, two, we know where we are now. So all we have to do is go back to the the Hickey Ditch Trail where we were. That's how we got here originally. We know where that's right there. And we know that's about five minutes down that trail. We get back to the cabin. And so we have to walk all the way across the park again. And, you know, we're like, <laughs> they're so beat by this point. And this is before dinner, mind you. We're like, make our way across and we go back down the hickey ditch trail like we did before. And the boys are all excited. We're like, Oh, I know where 
we're on the right path. I could see our footprints where we came through before. And then they're all excited and going back. <clears throat> this time, for this particular trip, we also did not have the dogs. It was just me and the boys. But the some of them were a little more tired of hiking than others. But we made it back and we get back and the boys go back and they just kind of flop down. We're like, oh, we got, <laughs> and I tell my wife, yeah, we kind of got lost again because I let the boys kind of lead and which I always tell them, just stop go wandering off. <laughs> stop wandering off. You're going to get us lost. And they got us lost. And I tell them, I was like, no, don't go this way. I'm like, oh no, there's the trail. What trail? You don't know where the hell we are any more than I do. You want to want you want to keep going that way, assuming it's going to turn around. You don't know if this is a loop. <laughs> this trial, this trail may just lead you off into a lagoon somewhere, and you have no clue. Or it's just going to end in the middle of the desert, and there's going to be a bunch of bodies there from people who just wandered off in the desert. You don't know that. <laughs> okay, I didn't tell them that because I didn't need to traumatize them when we were theoretically lost in the desert. But <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> fun times. Lots of being lost in the woods. But what did this have to do with my voice changing? I'm now on a regular uh, allergy medication. I've switched to Claritin because it's non-drowsy. And apparently it's cleared up my vocal cords and now my I sound different. I'm, at least I'm, I, it's either that or my voice is still kind of scarred from coughing so much over the last week. But honestly, I think it may just be the medication. But we'll see. If I still sound like this next week, then we'll know. But <laughs> it was still, it was a fun trip, um, as, as miserable as it was, because being sick on a camping trip with all the allergies and everything, and I don't sleep a lot on these trips because I have to, I'm the one who is up with the dogs at night and walking them. And if somebody needs to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, I got to take them over there for just, you know, you know, safety and numbers and all that stuff. I'm not letting the boys cross any area of the park in the middle of the night in the dark or any of that. But it's, you know, it, 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 I don't sleep a lot. And so it, they, it, it's a, it wears on me, but I'm fortunate in that because this park was so much closer to home, the day we get back, not only did we make it back before lunchtime, we actually were able to get back and go basically go pick up lunch after we got home because of course checkout is before 10 a.m and we basically eat breakfast start packing and so we actually gotten really good at reloading the van from cabins and we're back on the road at like nine so we're home by like 11 in the morning so you know get home unpack the van get lunch i think we just ended up getting mcdonald's or something i don't even remember um <laughs> I think we were going to originally go for barbecue, but barbecue is kind of far from the house. And we're like, we've just been on the road for two hours. I don't want to go driving all this way to go get bar good barbecue. I should say there's crappy barbecue near the house. Good barbecue is further away. I'm like, I don't want to go driving for another hour and we're having to wait even longer for food. Let's just get fucking burgers or something. So we ended up getting like McDonald's for lunch or whatever. But oddly enough, we actually got home. Before the garbage truck came that morning, which was kind of funny, just because anytime we're away, I have my sister, we'll like check in on the house, but we had her uh, take our trash out for us. Like, oh, hey, we're coming back. Can you guys take the trash out Monday night for us before, you know, Tuesday morning is garbage day? Like, hey, can you guys roll the dumpsters out to the curb for us? We actually got home before the garbage truck. So we actually technically didn't need her to do that, but we didn't know that. But this is kind of a funny thing that being as close as we were, we were able to get back that early. And so it was, it was kind of nice because it gave us basically the whole day to get settled back in and rest and resituated and kind of, you know, wash all the camp dishes again and get all, get re home and get reacclimated and not need like an extra day to get used to being home again. But it, 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 you know, for all of the sick miserableness and us forgetting shit and miss, you know, not packing certain things and all that sort of stuff, it, it was a good trip. It, it could have been a lot worse, especially being if, if 
we had been that sick. If I had been that sick, my wife had had the allergy problems she had and my allergy problems apparently, and all of that and missed the things we did in packing. And we were at any place that was not as accessible as that was, as close to town with resources and everything as readily accessible as it was, we would not have had it. We wouldn't probably wouldn't have gotten through that trip at all. We probably would have packed up early and just come home because we just like, fuck, we, we just can't. We're, you know, we're missing stuff. We're sick. We're allergies. We can't breathe. We can't sleep. We're just miserable. I don't want to go outside. I don't want to do anything. I just want to sit here and sleep off the weekend because I'm just miserable. But we were able to turn it around and make the best of the weekend. And even went into town and got some Dairy Queen uh, blizzards for dessert one day because why the fuck not? Um, you know, just, just like when I can drive five minutes into town and get DQ for dessert instead of having to make s'mores because let's be honest, nobody actually likes s'mores as much as they claim to. If, really, I'm just going to I'm I'm just saying it. S'mores are a great idea. It, it's a great thing in theory, but realistically, they're a pain in the ass to eat. They're messy. They're sticky. They're a pain to clean up. You're probably going to burn the shit out of yourself. And as soon as you try and bite into it, it just disintegrates. It's a pain in the ass. S'mores, great idea. It's just not worth the trouble. So we, we made an agreement. Hey, we're going to make, we're going to have ice cream for dessert. We're going to have dairy, dairy queen ice cream, and I'm going to make hot chocolate for dessert. And we're going to sit down and watch Jumanji for bedtime. And boys were like, yeah, fine. (laughs) And we all, we like handed out, they got to have the marshmallows we had for s'mores in their hot chocolate. And they got some Hershey bars and got to snack on graham crackers, like deconstructed s'mores here, have all the pieces. Just, we're not going to make them. It's a pain in the ass. But we made the most of it and it was a successful trip. And I, I actually would like to go back there. And we, we kind of were like, uh, do we want to come back here? Because ugh, the environment, the, the allergies, all the stuff. But realistically, all of our problems that we had with this trip were our fault. It was illness related. It was poor planning. It was not packing appropriately. It was side effects of me being sick and not double, triple checking packing lists and making sure we had all the supplies. So, you know, it was, it was human error that's, that caused all of the problems on this trip. So I'm pretty sure we may go back there. We liked the cabin. It was, it was a tiny little cabin compared to some of the other ones we've been at, but the location is nice. The hiking trails are nice. The woods, the river is, was beautiful. It was really nice kind of having the the water rushing, you know, just the creek sounds in the background is really nice. Again, our cabin was like 50 feet from the river. It was really nice just having the water that close to be able to go and having hiking trails right outside our door. It was really nice. So highly recommend if you're ever wanting to go camping in Arizona, uh, Dead Horse Ranch, really nice place. I'm not going to get into the name. <laughs> There's a whole story and everything about the name of the, the the park and the land that it originally was from and the whole and why the, why it's named what it is. It's just a funny name thing. It's got a history. Don't most things have a history. But before I go, because I've talked for long enough already, I've been wanting to make sure I have a news story and I am keep doing the news because it's fun. It's funny. And I saw this story and I had to talk about it. So it's time for the news. Bullshit from the news. Michigan man running from the cops gets lost in the woods and has to call 911 for help. <laughs> uh, so looks like this guy was basically running kind of on a breaking and entering sort of thing. Guy barges in his way into this people's house. And when the police show up, he runs off into the woods. 
And then he just kind of, you know, gets lost. <laughs> Later that evening, he ends up calling 911 to report he had been lost in the woods and needs help. And then once the police kind of figure out, oh, this man lost in the woods, we're going to figure out, we know where we can kind of figure out where he is. We found him. Okay. He flags down the police. They, they identify him as the fugitive, I guess. Uh, breaking and entering subject and promptly take him to jail. Uh, <clears throat> now facing one count of breaking and entering. Wait, okay. I'm, I'm sidebar. It says faces one count of breaking and entering without permission. Is there breaking and entering with permission? Really? I'm sure it's breaking and entering without permission, but. It's still a breaking and entering. Everybody knows breaking and entering. Okay. Yeah. The without permission, I feel, is implied. Anyway, and one count of resisting and obstructing police. Yeah. I mean, this just kind of goes. Most criminals really don't plan things ahead. I mean, if you're going to run into the woods, at least run into familiar woods or figure know how to navigate the woods. Seriously? Like, where the fuck are you? I mean, even I was able to figure out how the fuck to find my way back to my cabin just by landmarks, and I've never been to this fucking place. Like, okay, so there's the ditch, here's the the flume, there's the damn thingy over there, the river's to this side, my cabin is in this general direction, that way, and I made my fucking way back. I didn't have to call police. I don't know what good they'd have done. That'd have been embarrassing as shit to call the police lost in the woods five minutes from my cabin, but that's a whole other issue. But really, guy, uh, that's almost as bad as those guys who show up when the police say, hey, we found your drugs, come claim them. Yeah, really, guy. Uh, Sorry, I had to. When I saw that story after me being lost in the woods, I couldn't help myself. But that's going to do it for me for this week. Thank you, as always, for listening. And if you enjoy the show, share it with whoever the hell you want on all your social media places. I am at Odd Dad Out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And, of course, I have the Oddballs Facebook group where I really need to do more stuff. I keep saying that, but, you know, hey, in my defense, I've been sick. Remember, you can find the links to this weird ass story and all of my past episodes and any other things you want to know about me or the show merch patreon all that shit is at odddadoutpodcast.com i already told you the social media places you can leave me a voicemail 516-636-7631 that's 516-OTOPOD1 i'm sure there's other stuff i could tell you right now but i'm blanking it out so i'm just gonna say thank you for listening We'll see you next week if my voice still sounds like this. And until next week, oddballs, thank you and maybe stay out of the woods. <laughs> <laughs>